This is Grace Justice, and this is the first ever episode of a new show on Blue Gold Radio Sunday called Cinematic Justice with Grace Justice. So basically, we're just going to be going through movies, new and old, and discussing some thematic elements, reviewing them, and just seeing what other people have to say about them. So luckily, I've got a few fellow cinephiles in the studio today. Mm -hmm. Hey. Hi. My name is Abby Lambert. I'm Gwyneth Ellenberger. We also have a show on Blue Gold. Yeah, you might recognize our really beautiful voices. (laughs) All right. Well, luckily, they're my roommates. So we're going to discuss the feminine rage of David Fincher's Gone Girl. Abby? Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, if we look this up on Letterboxd, we can see um, a little summary. It says, with his wife's disappearance having become the focus of an intense media circus, a man sees the spotlight turned on him when it's suspected that he may not be innocent. Okay. One of the core elements in Gone Girl is Amy's desire to have back the man she married. So it seemed that he tried so hard to win her over and then gave up the second they got married. Mm. So she just wants Nick to re-discipline himself and just be a good husband. Not for the cameras, but just for her. But it don't work. But it, it don't work. It, Spoiler. So to do that, to get the husband back, she fakes her own death and kidnapping. Or maybe the other it's way It's more around. nuanced than that. So death she like and or kidnapping. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, she finds out that he's cheating and she's like, I'm going to ruin your life. Yep. And then when she disappears, she sees how Nick is all like boo-hoo, like, I was a bad husband, blah, 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 for the press to, like, try to seem innocent. And then Amy sees that and is like, this is the man I married. Like, I want that. Yeah. So it's like, why can't you be a good husband for me, not just Mm -hmm. for, like, Mm -hmm. your gain or for, like, the public specter? Yeah. So her plans change. And at first, she was not going to come back from running away. No, she was going to let him get the death penalty. Yeah. But she came back, saved his innocence, Mm-hmm. And stayed with him. And traps him. In traps. So for the rest of his life, he's, he's married to a crazy, crazy lady. To put a bow on that gift box. She's pregos. And he's locked for at least 18 years. At, at least. least 18 years. So, And then it puts Nick in the dilemma where it's like, my wife, who's like world crazy. renowned, all this media attention Turns out I'm innocent. She comes back. I can't just leave her. No. Because then the media will tear me to shreds again. Exactly. And people are just happy she's back. You know, amazing leave and be like, nope. So she entraps him. And the movie ends like that. Literally. Yep. That's it. It's it's like, I'm pregnant. Oh, my God. This is my life now. And it ends. I think it's like one of the best endings for a psychological kind of movie like that oh, like yeah. it is so unsatisfying it's so yes. like i love I'm it unsatisfying her, but i'm not like that does kind of suck I, it's just a bad it's just a good ending but like bad circumstances they're competing for sociopath of the year yeah like. yes they're yeah. both crazy to quote that article swag <laughs> literally of the year. but yeah so basically amy dunn played by rosamund pike is just this tortured housewife and she fakes a murder. Yeah, she fakes her own her murder. Own. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she does. Oh, yeah. So she drags us between this, like, crazy plot. It's too much to explain on air. But basically, it leaves us with the question, is she a cruel female villain? Mm. Is she, like, the villain of the story? Or is it more like a good for her? Good for her. I have my own personal opinion. Yeah, I have my own personal opinion, that. too. I feel like it's going to be the same. Let's say it. Ready? One, two, two three. three. Good, good for her. her. 
You know? Good for her. I figured as much. I feel like I just like, it doesn't matter what facts are in front of me. And if he didn't murder her, I'm still like, no, he should go to jail for yeah, her murder. I mean, like, and I, I'm a huge fan of the Good For Her cinematic universe. I saw you had some. Oh, like, yeah. Written I mean, look at you see Midsummer, The Witch oh, yeah. Knives oh, Out. Oh, yeah. oh I love those three. That's the trio. I feel like those movies are a very like, by the end of the movie, the female character has just utterly destroyed her life. Yeah. Or and just she's comes gone through out, hell. It's just gone through bad. hell, comes out a different person. And somehow we, the viewers, are like, oh, good for her. Yeah. Yep. I you feel know. like Gone Girl, Gone Girl and Ex Machina are the ones that I struggle the most with, with like truly being like good for her. Like, yeah. But with The Witch, Midsummer, Knives Out, I'm like, oh, it's clear. Yeah. yeah. It's clear. It's just like women being put through so much. And then even if it's out of like bad circumstances or maybe they didn't, it's not like they got to the top because they were the most moral character or they did the right things. Like they definitely don't do the right things. But the fact that they end up on top, I'm like, good for her. Yep. Yeah. I'm proud of her. And I think another interesting element of this movie is Ben Affleck's character, Nick, who is Amy Dunn's husband, is just the most unlikable character mm -hmm. despite his innocence. Yep. And, you know, like, it's exposed later that he cheats on Amy at one point, and we're all, like, just rooting for Amy to literally ruin his life and frame him for a murder. Mm -hmm. But, you know. The thing is, what he did isn't even, it's not unusual. Like, no, it's a very, yeah. very common situation. It's just somebody cheating on somebody. But the fact that, like, the, cer the certain extreme circumstances make us want to root for her, even though he's not the worst but he's worse enough. <laughs> oh, yeah, completely. And there's this one, I feel like the most viral part of this whole movie that have been getting like a lot of media attention lately is Amy Dunn's cool girl monologue. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. And then the no way, baby. Like the that no part way, at the end. Yep. But... I feel like this movie has a lot of like feminist societal connotation around it and how it's like perceived as empowering. So, yeah. What do you guys think of like the whole cool girl trope? Oh, I buy into that, like, <laughs> uh, like against my own will. I wish I didn't, but um, I identify so much as a cool girl. I think, but it's so incredibly harmful. So I, no, I'm a self-identifying cool, self cool girl. I'm a self cool girl. But like, it's so, I don't know. I, I'm definitely ashamed of that. Um, but it's, it's just kind of like another form of misogyny. Um, it's, it's like a sort of like, I'm not like other girls. Yeah. You know, the cool girl's smart. The cool yeah. girl, yeah. she drinks she's beers, yeah. but she stays a size two. Yeah. The cool girl never yells she at her man. She wants to hang out with your friends. Yeah. Yep. She so doesn't Amy care if you is faced her. with, so Amy in the movie, she is a, you know, Ivy League educated academic. She's an author, you know, amazing Amy. That's what they called her. And then when she meets Nick, she's forced to be this cool girl. So she's constantly shrinking herself and she comes to a breaking point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she founds out that he cheats and she frames him. Yeah. So it kind of brings in a question like, who is the villain here? Because it's so confusing. Yeah, it's yeah. well, Gwyneth and I were talking earlier a bit about like the like not all men thing. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like because oh, yeah. like just because he didn't actually kill her or actually hit her, you know, it's 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 kind of like, but he benefits from. The fact that, like, he could get away with exactly. that, potentially. You know, um, to quote Amy Dunn here. Yeah, like, yeah. Basically, yeah. 
Yeah, I I just remember like rewatching that. We rewatched this last night. It was my first time watching it. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't realize yeah. it was the first time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I spoiled it right. I know you're not did. a real feminist. I, I think I knew though. Like it's been yeah. out for a while. Yeah. Oh yeah, 2014. Yeah. <laughs> it's also <laughs> noting that it's this is also sort of interesting. So obviously it's a female author. Mm-hmm. And then David Fincher obviously is the male director. Right. Yeah, she wrote the screenplay though too, right? Jillian Flynn did. Yeah, she she helped co-write it, I think, but it was directed by a guy. Mm-hmm. And I think that you can definitely tell just yes. by like the blatant, like some of the mm-hmm. things. Like she did not need to be in underwear for like no. some yeah. certain oh, scenes. Oh my god, yeah. like, absolutely not. It's and that's the part that matters. The screenplay, the writing, you can tell it's written by a woman. Everything is very like you can hear the writing of the lines and be like, okay. That makes sense. That's yeah. close to the book. But it's all about the director's imagery and the costumes and like how the certain characters act. You can totally tell that there's like an aspect of male gaze in that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, completely. And I think the it's totally played up too with like how gender plays a role in this movie, mm-hmm. you know? At the very end when, you know, Amy's being like interrogated by the FBI, mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. of the male officers are just buying into it. They see this damsel in distress and yep. the one female detective is like, no, I see right through this. I'm yeah. going to press She's you. She's a psychopath. It's like yeah. using she Amy Dunn is using the stereotypical traits of a woman in need, like against the patriarchy in that situation, being like, no, I'm going to play into it. I'm yeah. going to use it. To get out of this. Yes. And she does. It's like a common white women thing. Like we are capable of weaponizing our own oppression, but with like crying and like, oh my gosh, I'm so. If they are, you don't want to do that. All of my my professors are men. (laughs) And I'm like, sorry, I'm just going through a lot right now. You know, it's like we're already stuck in the feedback loop. Why not use it to our advantage? Yeah. Yeah. Which is hard. That's another. If any of my professors are listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Let's like, hope they're you've not. Been, you've been lying to me. You're putting <laughs> not, on a not show. Lying, just playing it up. Yeah, yeah. Also, you're constantly going through misogyny. That's what you're going that's through. That's true. I mean, yeah. So honestly, I'm gonna rate this movie five stars out of five. Five. Yeah, out of five. <laughs> no, out of seven. I don't know. <laughs> you got five, five stars ten. all around. I think. So How about too. you guys? Yeah, yeah. I I was. It did not feel like a two and a half hour no, movie. No, not at all. I was super not. into it. It's captivating. And obviously we don't want to go into like too many details of the plot mm-hmm. of the movie just because we want you guys to listen to it and watch it. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Just like the intricacies in Amy Dunn's character, character is insane. Yeah. Like yeah. the attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. If you like true crime, you're going to love this. It's yeah. so you're gonna love complex. It. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. And didn't you find an article that was like, a real life Amy Dunn, like oh a real life Gone gosh. Girl. Yeah, and there was a get, real like, life Gone Girl, and she got arrested like two weeks ago. So she didn't. It wasn't good for her. Nope, no, it was not, not good, good for her. her. No, 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 no. She is a horrible person. She like framed her abduction. You oh, know, okay. yeah. Girl I mean, power, same I thing. Girl power. <laughs> you know, I Girl feel like power. there's a, there's a line where we can't just blame things on the patriarchy, but you know, <laughs> oh, we're yeah. gonna ignore that for right yeah. now. <laughs> I like. Yeah, it's I like it is all jokes, but like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> also, one comment I forgot to make earlier is that when I rewatched the movie, I realized how stereotypically, like, what's his name? What's the husband's name? Nick. Why Nick. Am I- Nick. He is like all of male male stereotypes wrapped up into one person. Oh yeah. He yeah. just doesn't do anything like 
he doesn't try in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, just, and he feels he's so, so passive. Too. Yeah, he just like sits there. They tell him you killed your wife. He's like, no, I didn't. Like he just gives us this like, I don't know. And then the cheating thing, like it all just it makes him just like a very like base level like character that doesn't have a lot of depth. Yeah, exactly. Very flat. I feel like Amy Dunn. You can explore her and you yeah. can, like unpack her brain. But with yeah. Nick, it's like. He's just there. Like, he, what like, is really going on? Think about it. Like, he does not stand up for himself really at all. Like, he kind of sneaks around with the lawyer to, like, fix the way he says things in interviews to sound innocent. And, like, yeah. he kind of gets that. And he knows that he has to stay with her at the end. Spoiler alert. When she's pregnant with his baby. And he has to stay with her. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. feel like. But that's, like, other than that, like, he does not do anything the entire movie. He just lets things happen and you know i think that's intentional because you know it's a female author and i feel like male authors and directors when they can be the hero yeah they like characterize women or like make them a caricature of what they think femininity should be Mm -hmm. so okay all right we're gonna flip the tables men you have two thoughts going on in your brain at all times (laughs) cheating on your wife and that's it yeah Yeah. cheating on your wife cheating on your wife cheating on your wife yeah yeah like it's She's so clearly a very complex. She's a complex female character. She's Ivy League. I just she's hate Ivy it. League, but um, and he's not. He's and he's a not. stereotype. But I think in the end, like he, if he's fallen back in love with her, I don't think that's the case. But like, no, no way. You know, like, no I think way. He still no sees her as some sort of like <laughs> manic pixie dream girl. Literally, like if you want to interpret it that way, cool you could girl. totally do that. Yeah. yeah, she made herself the cool girl. Yep, yep. She's he a mirror ball. Bought it too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Taylor Swift reference. So as any good cinephile does, we went to Reddit. And Abby, what'd you find? Well, I was super interested in the significance of the cat. Maybe it's like symbolic, but um, I found one Reddit user says, a cat doesn't have any concept of whether its owner is a good or a bad person. Its loyalties are merely to the person who cares for it. The film is constantly playing with your perceptions of whether or not Nick is a good person, a bad husband, etc. In the end, we know he's living with a monster, but the cat doesn't. I just mm. thought that was very interesting. Okay, some quick background, though. There's a cat in the whole movie um, that Nick owns, and throughout the movie, he'll go back to the cat, pet it, be really nice to it. Yeah. He cares for the like, cat more than Amy, makes you have empathy for him. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Almost, but he's a man, so we hold back. <laughs> we hold back, yeah. But I do think that's really interesting. Like, I, it was showing up, so it seemed intentional every time it showed up. So Absolutely, because it, cool. it was only, it totally like, four scenes. Too. And that last scene yes. of it positioned yeah. next to Amy was yeah. powerful. Yeah. Looking regal. And, Both of them looking and regal. And there was also a scene near the end, too, where she was trying to reconcile their relationship. And he was like, no, like, I'm going to sleep in the other room. And he left and he went into the guest bedroom and like pet the cat and was like, it's just us, you know, that kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. they, it was just them two together. Just a man and his cat. Just a man yeah. and his cat. Yeah. <laughs> What's so, good cinema without a man and his cat? Yeah. yeah that's who so knows? real. I have no idea what that is. That is so real. I, I think that's really interesting too that it, it, I believe that the writers would make that very intentional. Yeah. Like I know a lot of times people will have theories about songs or movies or shows that the writer's like, I didn't plan that. Like, right. I mean, good for you guys. Like, you guys are smarter. But yeah, that seems. But I think that was clear. pretty intentional because it was like it would be a long scene of right. him talking to his cat. It's like that's 
Right. So and it's, it's like, all oh, always relevant the to the plot. But I mean, David Fincher's insane. Like, he directed Fight Club, The Social yeah. Network, you know. He loves his satire. Zodiac. He's, yeah. he's no stranger to being, like, oddly intricate. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's also... I, I love David Fincher. I think he's a great director. Yeah. yeah. All right. Have you seen Fight Club? Yeah, I've, I actually haven't seen Fight Club. Fun yes. fact. Rule number one of Fight Club. We don't even Grace. talk about. We, we don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah, let's All right. stop talking about. We need to edit that out. Lol. Right. <laughs> Any final thoughts, you guys? I do think this movie was pretty fantastic. No, I totally agree. I think just for the sake of time, we didn't get a chance to explore the plot too thoroughly. But what we watched on Amazon Prime, so you guys should definitely go check it out. And with that being said, I think that concludes the first ever episode of Cinematic Justice with Grace Justice. All right, you guys, be sure to tune in next week on 89.7 Blue Gold Radio Sundays. I'll see you then. Bye.